Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial generation. We are three sisters, sometimes a few friends, who bookend the millennial generation. We go high, we go low, we go deep and very, very, very superficial, but always with a focus on issues impacting millennials. Oh, my language already. We're off to a cracking start. Oh, well. Hang in there, people. Keep going. Yes. Killing it. Killing I'm it. On. You're doing so well. I'm on my fifth coffee for the day. So I'm Amy. I am 37. And this week... Say something other than sleep. I know. Say something other than sleep. I've, I mean, just I've been just trying to string together my words. That's pretty much where I'm at in life at the moment. But I have enjoyed taking long walks along the, in the parks, mm. and I am enjoying the slightly cooler weather. I must say that we, you know, down in Melbourne, winter has arrived. It is cold, it's freezing, but it's yes. quite nice to rug up. And I, I did pea and ham soup yesterday. Oh my gosh, it that's smells amazing. delicious when I went it's to your good. house. Yeah, you took my advice from last week. What was oh soups? soups. That's true. <laughs> the poor man's food. Yeah, the pleb food, but it's delicious. We love it. <laughs> um, I'm Ellen. I'm 33. And this week, I'm enjoying my last week of maternity leave because I'm going back to work full time. Oh, OMG. Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be a shock to the system. It will. Mm. But I've got a wonderful husband who's going to be home with our little girl and I'm very excited to be starting a bit of a new adventure. So that's my week. I'm, I'm a bit peppy. I'll give you some of my energy. Okay. You might get out of your active wear. I have to. You have, have to wear makeup. Oh, my God. Part of the requirements of full-time work. Well, not makeup. That's just sexist. And if they're requiring that of you, we should chat because that's not okay. They shouldn't do that. I'm Dimity. I am uh, this week enjoying the sun. It's kind of the opposite. It's super beautiful weather now in Amsterdam. And it got up to, you guys wait for it, 30 degrees. (gasps) 30. That is hot in Europe though, isn't it? That feels... It was. Yeah, a lot hotter. Yeah. Okay, so we've got lots to cover this week. We are going to talk about Trump again. Again. He just seems to like the news, doesn't he? He he is a bit shy, so we're going to give him some extra coverage because he's visiting the UK and actually there's lots that's going down in the UK at the moment, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at our social soup topic this week, which is risk-taking and how the kids aren't doing it anymore. Apparently. Weird. I like risks, so that's a bit sad. Um, pop culture, we've got – oh, just the odd one. Sorry, we'll know. cover this. We'll cover this. <laughs> we will cover this. Women in bad movies. I don't even know what this is all about. But anyway, Dim's going to talk us through what it means and why we're concerned about women in bad movies. Got some recommendations as usual and Dim's fired up for a rant. I've got to clarify. Sorry, I'm just going to dive in. The third topic is my rant. I just kind of, as I was preparing for the topic, realised I was getting really ranty. Anyway, just wanted to say that. <laughs> Oh, pop culture slash rant. Okay, so we're going to combine segments. That's all right. So let's go, ladies. Right, so Donald Trump didn't – don't know if you know this. Donald Trump is in the UK. Yes. 
I only know this because I, on my Instagram feed, I just all the protests have been popping up, and this is what I love about the UK because they're just so clever in their protests and and their placards. witty turn of phrases they have. The Trump blimp is back, apparently, um, and they've got loads of protesters. Um, Trump's already calling it fake news that they're protesting against him. This was in front of a protest, basically, he said that. And the thing that's got me most excited was all of the shots of the state dinner. So, first of all, I was like, oh, state dinner. Why are they all wearing white? Mm -hmm. And so, I Googled why are they wearing white. There's all these articles about it. No one knows. So, that was interesting. Melania did it. The Duchess of Cambridge did it. The Queen. They were all – Camilla, she was Mm -hmm. in white – Theory was it makes their sashes look bluer. But Ivanka Trump wasn't in white. No. and She was in blue. That's true. And there were questions about her because it looked like she really wanted tiara. Were you looking at Elizabeth Holmes I as was. well? So many thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So there's the other interesting thing about the Trump visit was that it was timed just as Theresa May is leaving. Mm. So it seemed like an odd choice. And also there's a bit of criticism for Trump because he brought all his kids. I know. All four, five of them? Something like that, yeah. plus their partners. And that's very unheard of in recent times. Well, I actually found that whilst the Queen has met 12 of the last 13 presidents, only three of those visits have been state visits. So this is a state visit. Oh. And the BBC said that state visits differ from official visits and are normally at the invitation of the Queen who acts on advice from the government. So a lot of people are saying, why should this be a state visit, including the Mayor of London? And that's why it's kind of created a bit of controversy because it's normally at invitation of the Queen, oh, not just a visit. Right. And so why, know. why is it a bad thing that he brought his kids along? I'm confused. Well, it's just unusual because, you know. On an official like function. Ellen's oh, not turning I, okay, up to her I'm, work with all feel, her kids. <laughs> I just feel no. like I, I definitely don't support Trump and a lot of his policies. But, it, like, we just got to be careful because sometimes you're like, like, oh, Eddie brought his kids. Like, you're like that's – come on, that's okay. Like, let's kind of distinguish where we do have issues with, like, his, like – awful sexist remarks versus like bringing his family that along. That seems I'm very kind of measured, Dimity. Yeah, I know. What's happened to you? Don't You're you very think, Dutch. Though, it's imp- <sighs> I guess it's my European outlook now. you just got to be a little bit more diplomatic. And that's a good point. Like I wonder if Malia and Sasha Obama went to the state dinner. I just Probably think not. that we've got to like, you know, not completely alienate the other side entirely and just be like, everything he does is shit. No, like that's. Anyway, I do. Well, point. I that is a good point. But there, I think it is quite unusual for all of the kids to come. I mean, Ivanka was, has got an official role in. You um, guys, if it was mum and dad and they were taking their, a trip to England and they were like, hey, Ellen, Nathan, and Dimity, you're coming along. Sorry, Amy, what would you think? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be upset. No, I would be there. I would totally – I was thinking about that. But it, anyway, there is a bit of criticism. It was a criticism from CNN, so that's probably not true yes. criticism. Whatever. But things that I did enjoy about it was just the way the Brits protest. So I'm even scrolling through now as we look, and the Trump limp is just so good as it pops up each time. It's, so it's Trump as a little baby with a massive nappy on. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't know. Yeah. To summarise. Yeah. That just makes me giggle. And the fashions. And that's all. Everything else I don't quite understand. But I do understand that it is um, obviously a critical point in the US-UK uh, relationship. And there are a few great expressions on people's faces. Like Theresa May just looks like she wants to just curl up in a ball and 
go to sleep for a very long time. Well, I think she can do that very soon. She's going to be able to get a bit of a holiday. (laughs) Poor thing. I've liked the Trump tweets before, beforehand, and Mr Khan, who's the Mayor of London, questioned why Trump had been granted a state visit and Trump retorted back on Twitter that – Mr. Khan has been foolishly nasty to the visiting President of the United States, by far the most important ally of the United Kingdom. He is a stone-cold loser who should focus on crime in London, not me. Ooh. So, you know, tough words for the London Mayor. I mean, the London Mayor did say that Trump is a negative force who has done a poor job in running. Yeah. Correction. That wasn't the Mayor. That was Trump. Trump has said (laughs) the London Mayor was a negative force who's done a poor job in running the city. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so poor, poor Mayor's copying it from all sides. <laughs> Dim, what's happening over there? What do you reckon? Oh, uh, I don't really care. Nothing really. I don't know if the Dutch really the are paying much attention to it. It's as much, I'm getting as much of the media material as you guys and seeing all these protest signs, which very polite, have you noticed? I loved how like they're very measured and they don't have any swears. I, my favourites were things like, um, keep your grubby hands off our national treasures and <laughs> lock him in the tower and <laughs> Trump, not welcome. Very polite. Very like, please, if you, if you can, please go back to your country. I'm so sorry, English listeners and our editor. That was really probably offensive. I've been told that my accents are offensive. But going back to Theresa May, I'm interested in this a little bit more because we actually had a listener write in after our chat about Boris Johnson. And he had some, he's a UK listener, he had some really interesting points about Theresa May and how she was treated. So I'm just going to read out what he said because I think it's, again, relevant. It just keeps on going. He said, I think she's been treated incredibly unfairly by her party, the media and the public. She was the only one to step in when things looked bleak and was always going to struggle to unify a split government and country. She was undermined by her peers, constantly handled by the press and ridiculed by most. I don't necessarily agree with everything she's done or her methods, but at least she was trying to do something when everyone else around her seemed to have no ideas. Mm. Which, good point, right? It's a bit of a Gillard treatment, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's it's sort of that phenomenon. Julia Gillard was kind of just persecuted for yeah you know not much I think it's sort of that phenomenon of the glass cliff where when there's no more you know it, it's as bad as it can get you can't fail any further bring in the woman to try and sort it out and that was a Gillard yeah. that was an argument for Gillard it's certainly an argument for Theresa May I mean it will be interesting to see what happens next because it really does feel like an absolute schmozzle but yeah she looks broken I mm. felt really sad she needs seeing a holiday her. in the Greek oh, island she looks so yeah. tired yeah. and just to see her at the state visit standing next to Trump and she just looked really sad and yeah. it made me I, I agreed Dimmer it's sort of politics aside mm. she's a human being yeah. who's gone through a tough time yeah um and back to why they're wearing white. Do we yes. have any theories on that? All, no. There's always um, questions about whether the Queen's making semi-political statements, oh. like white suffragettes or, yeah. Oh, and that was that would be cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd be on board with that. Yeah, she often does it through her jewellery yeah. as well. So she's wearing a tiara that symbolised freedom. And so ah. there's a few little nods there. But, I like it. Um, I think Let's it, go with this that. This is another example of you guys going way too deep into royal matters. No, and apparently just they too think, many online blogs. No, forums. they think about it really deeply, Dim. You've got to follow Elizabeth home. She, she's in the know. <laughs> 
All right, moving right along. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, L, an interesting phenomenon that's popped up is that young people are taking fewer risks. Tell us about this. And who are these young people? I was going to say, <laughs> we're not it. Okay. Got it. I don't think we're counted as young in this article. So the Herald Sun, they said they recently conducted an investigation. I think they've drawn together a lot of research from a lot of different places. That's what the investigation is. But they've found in their research that young people over the last decade have been taking fewer risks. But experts say that the youth are experiencing greater mental health incidences due to social media and increased screen use. So there's some positive and there's some negative. But some of the key stats were that teen pregnancies have plunged by almost a third, illegal drug use has nearly halved, abstinence from alcohol has increased by more than half, and Latrobe Uni research has found that the number of teens engaging in sexual behaviour has dropped from 40% in 2008 to 35% in 2014. And one of the teens interviewed said that drugs and smoking are just not cool anymore. Mm. So my, I was reading this and I was kind of going, oh, wow, that's a really interesting thing because you always hear about the youth and they're taking risks and they're, you know, so wild and crazy and this social media makes everyone do crazy things. But actually it's dropping. And I was going to ask you guys, were you risk takers as growing up and and do you think that was a good thing to be a risk taker i didn't inhale (laughs) (laughs) in generalities (laughs) um go dim no go amy i'm interested to hear your your thoughts that you are in fact a risk taker so please do share (laughs) (laughs) no well a couple of thoughts on this one is that a friend of mine does marketing and works in um, sort of brand building and so forth. And she was talking about a well-known alcohol brand that was that is really struggling with some of its sales in the younger markets. I'm Not sure us. 18 plus. I'm sure they're 18. They don't wouldn't market below 18. Um, because of this phenomenon that they don't ha- that they're not drinking as much, and so they've actually they're they're really um, noticing a, a huge drop off, and they're having to think about how they package or promote or so mm. forth. But one of the things that she that one of the theories that's floating around about that was that kids aren't drinking as much because of social media. And the reason is they think they're going to be busted on it. So, but if they're over eighteen, what would they be busted for? Well, potentially they're not. They're not over over eighteen. Oh. Um, I'm not sure whether this. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, allegedly, but I, I'm not sure if this alcohol brand is <laughs> intentionally promoting <laughs> under 18s or not. But and I don't know. But the theory is mm. that that prior. You know, when everyone used to underage drink and I suddenly used Mm. to underage drink, you would do so in the hope that you probably wouldn't be busted by your parents. But these days it would, you know, there are photos everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so social media might be making them more depressed, but it's stopping them drinking so much. I don't know. I had MySpace and it was kind of like a badge of honour to be pictured with a vodka cruiser. So 
I mean, mum and dad weren't on MySpace. Well, maybe no one was on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Because, Dim, I would would say that you – I'm talking risk-taking as in generally, not just drugs, alcohol, smoking, all that kind of thing, but you're one that likes to kind of take risks and you'll go to, you know, different parties and different festivals and all that kind of thing, whereas I was not so much a risk-taker, particularly my teenage years. And I probably think I should have been. I think that's kind of the time to take risks. Not a legal risk, but, you know, I think maybe that's the time you need to push the boundaries a little bit because it is you are kind of a bit more safe then. I don't know, Elle. I feel like I was a faux risk taker. I was like, I'm totally going to take risks, mum and dad. Like, just watch me. And I would pretend that I was definitely going to take risks and then, like, not actually take any risks, which is just kind of anxiety for you. Um <laughs> But yeah, maybe it's good enough just to pretend to take risks and, and that's all you really need. I don't know. I, my instinct was with this one is to be like, uh, boring. But then it's kind of hard to argue that like, it's, you know, you kind of imply, by saying it's boring, you're implying that it's cool to pass out from alcohol, alcohol poisoning and to get, you know, maybe sexually transmitted infections through poor use of condoms. Like, it's hard yeah. to be like, lame. It's hard to argue You guys are that. protecting your no, health. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I, I wonder know. whether part of it is that kids are growing up in a world that is really unpredictable, really um, changing so rapidly, and there's so many things now that – uh, you know, life is more risky in a way and maybe they're just wanting a bit more stability or maybe they've just grown up seeing their parents really pissed and they're mm. not really into it and they're much. it's much cooler to be healthy now and there's, you know, all of the wellness warriors who are the influencers. Mm. Like it's almost gone the other way where mm. that's the pinup of choice. Mm. But what blows my mind is that I do see, and they're not so much kids, they're more like, early 20s people, but who are not smoking, but they're vaping. Oh, vaping. I'm so not into vaping. What is it? Why why would you vape, Dim? You're young. Why? (laughs) I Do you know what? This is my secret confession. I love the smell of a vape. It's like marshmallows and happiness. No, it smells good. My thing that I don't like is that everyone in Europe just smokes cigarettes just right next to you at the cafe. And I give them the greasy looks that you give in Australia and people are like, oh, I know what that greasy looks is. But that doesn't work here and they're not even (laughs) looking back at me. They're just smoking. And I don't know what to do about it. I would much prefer them vape. That is pleasant. And I love the smell of marshmallows on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Okay, so it's the marshmallows. That's my thoughts on vaping. All right. Okay, so... Do you think, Elle, going back now, you would take more risks? Yeah, I, is that what you're telling your daughters? <laughs> I just think I I was always very worried about getting into trouble and, you know, staying out too late and all of that kind of thing when maybe that's the time you have to do that stuff, Yeah, I think. Not, uh, not extreme risks and not risks to your health and safety if my daughter's ever listening to this in the future. <laughs> but, you know, manage risks, I think. I think mm. that's part of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Ains? Do you yeah. think you should have taken more risks? Uh, should I have taken more risks? I took a few. I think I've, I feel like I took enough. What were they? I didn't know about these. <laughs> tell them you off. Tell me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this <laughs> is recording live and I still have gainful employment. No, I mean, I, I, I was very, very, very consumed with probably doing the right thing until I finished 
high school and then once I felt a huge sense of relief to finish high school and a huge freedom. So, I mean, risk-taking probably was like going overseas and studying Mm. and, you know, those type of things that I don't really, you know, now I just think, I don't know, it makes me feel a bit sad that people, that maybe it's an anxiety and depression thing that's creating Mm. this abstinence rather than a a desire for a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, Mm. yeah, that is a bit concerning. But I do Mm. think if, if kids have got the sense to drink a bit less alcohol. Yeah, that's, that's always good. good. We are promoting no. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard to argue and be like, oh, you should treat your body poorly. <laughs> so you guys are both going to be telling your daughters to just like not take risks but then with a wink and a nod to take risks. <laughs> yep, that's, that's it. That's the summary. That's the Ellen, i got to tell you, i got to tell you, Elle, when I was babysitting your daughter, I actually encouraged her to do that because um, she was wanting to go up a slide and I was like, no, you're not allowed to walk up a slide. And she just kind of did it. Anyway, she was two, so, you know, <laughs> but very risky, very risk, risk-taking behavior. And I, in the back of my head, I was like, I told her no verbally, but in my head I was like, do it, do it, disobey me, take a risk. So you're welcome. I've They're already gone. She's gone home. About. Yeah, I'm all for that. Go up the slide. <laughs> go up the slide. <laughs> okay. So, Dim, female representation in films, but particularly in bad films. WTF? Yeah, this was a heading that you didn't really elaborate on, so we're we're wondering where it's going. We're like, is yeah. it? Do we not want women in bad films? <laughs> I agree with that. Or are women only appearing in bad films? Tell us. Okay, what's so your rant? This it was actually brought on by this Netflix. Yeah, it's a rant. I'm sorry. I this I, I disguised it as a topic because I didn't want it to be pushed aside to a rant. I was watching the other night this movie. Do you know The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No. I do not. Okay. It's a it's a new Netflix movie by the Coen brothers. And it's got like six different individual stories within it. And one of them, one, contains a woman, but it's she does have she has no strength, no kind of sense of, you know, real purpose it feels like it was just really disappointing and I was like oh that's the Cohen brothers shtick isn't it like <sighs> okay yep sure sure okay but so then I was like okay there are other at least there are other movies coming out that are like you know representing females and they're really positive and that's really good and I was like thinking about all of those ones particularly ones that have like a large female cast they're all terrible have you guys seen either rough night in 2017 wine country this year, or Ocean's 8 that was in 2018. I saw Ocean's 8. I'd say I liked Ghostbusters. That was pretty much all female cast. I, I sadly I have seen I... Wine Country. Oh, is it not good? Oh, my Lord. It is so not good. Oh, I did. I got through so like bad. 20 minutes of it and went, I have not laughed once. Oh, and no. it should have been so yeah. good. It's got a cracking cast it's tina fey amy poehler just didn't hit the mark i thought it was going to be a bridesmaid it's not a bridesmaid yeah i know and so i'm really disappointed by this and i wanted to hear your thoughts about it because it feels like we're like yay we're representing females in terrible movies and depicting them as not funny at all and so is this even progress are we even doing anything good for females by putting them in these shitty movies no but hang on isn't the thing that the more that comes out it's just going to start to even out. There's a lot of crap movies with guys yeah, in I them. I was thinking the same thing. There's so it's lots, not I've seen lots of not funny guy movies. You, you can't have every movie that comes out with females 
automatically have to be a hit. That's not how it works. That if we're getting more women in films, we're going to get good ones, but we're also going to get bad ones. And that's just the nature don't of it. Don't you think that you're just more hesitant to watch them though? You're like, I don't want to watch this because the last cast of similar women was just terrible. And so you're less likely to watch it and it's just not doing any favors for our yeah, gender at but all. It, it's the same with like the Hangover the Three, <laughs> yeah, or like an, a latest Adam Sandler movie. I've watched one recently. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm never doing that huge, again. <laughs> but they have a huge fan base already. Like male movies are the are the norm, and so you don't have to like prove anything wrong. Whereas female movies are so like all female cast are so fledgling. It's like. We could do better. We can do much better than this. But somebody must have thought it was good because they put money into it. Like they're not going to put money into it for it to never be watched and absolutely can. Someone's going to think that there's an audience out there that might like this. Yeah, I was surprised that someone actually found I'm going One to Country set you funny. Both. Like, Dim, have, have you watched it? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, which again, <sighs> I don't know why I finished these things. But I agree. I was just like, who edited this? Who was like, yeah, who was the board of people who were like, good one, funny joke? Because there's not, I can't even think of what, like there's, I don't even know if you got to the point, Ames, where they were, had the millennial art show. No, I didn't. Um, no. What is that? What is a millennial okay. art show? You'd actually, you quite like that part actually, Amy, because it's, um, they just, it's people who are close to 50, 40? 50. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yelling at millennials who Older. have this art show and the millennials are like, snaps, love it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, this is why it's a rant slash a topic because I don't really, I'm not going to be swayed. I just was really disappointed and I wanted to talk about it. Can I say though, there is, if you do want to kind of see women and how they're represented in film, there's a fantastic data analysis. I know that doesn't sound really, you know. Oh, Elle, you bring the data. <laughs> but it's by Pudding.cool, the pudding, and they've analysed film dialogue from 2,000 screenplays and they've broken it down by gender and age and it's fascinating. So the Jungle Book has 98% male dialogue. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Frozen has... 43% female dialogue, oh. which is less than you would think for yeah. a story about two sisters. And Inside Out has got 64% female. Oh, that's So cool. it's a really, really interesting analysis. And then it breaks down according to age and obviously um, it's very interesting with men that um, their dialogue in a movie, the older they get, the more dialogue they get within the movie, whereas the women it's the inverse. So um, that's oh. the pudding. And they've done a really good analysis of film dialogue if you wanted to have a little look. Ah, well, it's a bit like what Gina Davis has done too. She's got oh, the inclusion quotient and she looks at representation films and that's really changed the way that people see that. And good on Gina Davis. Like, yeah. I mean, she did that great show about the baseball or the softball. <laughs> and then she went off and was League like, of Our Own. Yeah, the League of Our Own. I heard... This used to be my playground oh, yeah. the other day. And I was like, where is that from? And uh, then I remembered my favourite movie. Yeah, she was very good it's at a goodie. that. Then she went off and did this great institute. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Dim, I, I think you've got a point. I was very disappointed with that movie, but I was just disappointed. Not, I didn't even think about the female component. I just it's thought. Just, what, it's a waste of my time. Yeah, yeah, what a waste. And also, Tina Fey, come on. What are you doing? And they, I it, know. Yeah. But I do take your point. Unfortunately, though, I think it's incumbent on women to make shitty films as well, so just mm. so that we can be as shitty as men. Why do they get to That's have all the quality shit? for you? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so recommendations. Clearly, my recommendation is not wine country. <laughs> um, I was hoping it might be, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, I won't put anyone through this. So, Elle, recommendations. Talk us through. Mine is a new TV show on Channel 10, but you can get it on – what's it called? It's not Ivy. 10 Play, my husband shouts out. 10 Play online, and it's called Five Bedrooms. So it's from the writers of Offspring. So I knew that Goody already. Goody already. I knew that I'd probably like it already. Kat Stewart's in it, so that's another big tick. Love her. I think she's so funny and just brilliant. And it's about five different people who all chip in to buy a house together. They're all probably mid-30s to mid-40s, so it's a little bit older. It's filmed in Melbourne, which is also another big tick. And it's great. It's just like Offspring. It's got that kind of irreverent humour, but also some really lovely characters that you like, some characters you don't really like. It's not quite as gritty as, you know, the Love My Way or the Secret Life of Us, which I also love. So it's a nice kind of upbeat show and it's on Wednesdays on Channel 10. So it's already started. Started two episodes in and I watched them back to back. So that shows that I liked it. Yeah, I had... That has completely evaded my radar. Yeah. So 8.45, you're probably in bed. Oh, yeah, that's too too late. Oh, no, hang on. Did you say Wednesday nights? Wednesday. Is that the same night as the letdown? Yes. Oh. I think so. You can watch Ooh. it online. Catch up. All right. Dima? My recommendation is a movie. Have you guys heard of Always Be My Maybe? I just finished watching it today. No. You would love it, Amy. Oh, okay. oh my well, tell me. gosh. It is so good. To read the blurb, childhood sweethearts have a falling out and don't speak for 15 years, only reconnecting as adults when Sasha runs into Marcus in San Francisco. Although the old sparks are still there, the couple live in different worlds. So it was released this year. It was directed by Nanachka Khan, which I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, it's a, the screenplay was written by Ali Wong, who has a fantastic uh, Netflix good. show yeah. out, which I haven't watched, but I've heard it's great. And our it's hilarious. Awesome. Um, and Randall Park and Michael Galamco. It is just delightful. And it is great and a good representation of females. And I believe that the two females talk to each other, not about men at one point, so it passes that <laughs> test. Uh, thing. It's just good and it's really nice to watch. And I watched it directly after the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which made me so upset about female representation. So, and it has Keanu Reeves in it. Oh, Amy. really? Just being yes, it's got Keanu Reeves. So hilarious, Amy. You'll love it. I think it's it'll make you happy. Yeah. Okay, is it on Netflix? On Netflix. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'll get him get involved. So my recommendation is Big Little Lies Two. Hasn't come out yet. 9th mm-hmm. of June. It's coming out. Um, globally, and in anticipation of Big Little Lies, I have been re-listening to the soundtrack. It's a good one. It is such a good Mm. one. I really liked it. And yeah, and so I've been having that basically on repeat, just counting down the days Mm. to Big Little Lies. And Meryl Streep's in the new one too. Oh, she's the mother. She's Nicole Kidman's mother. I think oh, sorry, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Yes. yes. Great. It's, it's going to be great. Really cool. So, no, really excited about that. And, yeah, otherwise I am just trying to hang in there with life. <laughs> That's my recommendation. You know what my actual recommendation was? And then you guys said I can't do it, but it was just make the most of the sleep when you can sleep. <laughs> and I said when you're pregnant and people say, oh, sleep now because you're not going to get it. It's not helpful. When you're pregnant, you don't want to hear that you're not going to sleep. No, I'm talking and more now dimity. Like dim- no, that's what you I'm should saying. sleep. You can't bank sleep though. No, but just enjoy it. Just really take the most. Make the most of a full night's sleep. Just really wake up and think that was a great sleep. <laughs> <sighs> 
Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm terrified. Thank you. Okay, so that's been the Millennial Divide. Thank you for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, listen for free in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. Do we have a tip for Google? I've been seeing some little comments. Oh, yes. If you haven't been able to find our latest episodes, unsubscribe from the Millennial Divide and then resubscribe and it will all get reloaded. On there was Google a little only. Bit of a, on Google only. Google mm. Podcasts. There was a little bit of a glitch about two weeks ago. So unsubscribe, find us again, resubscribe. It's a little bit annoying, but then you'll get our new episodes. Or just buy an iPhone and listen on Apple Podcasts and don't get into these stupid Androids. <laughs> I don't know. Or That's do that. my opinion. So we're on Insta, we're on Facey, at the Millennial Divide. We've got the email. We love hearing from you, particularly commentary from across the world. I was looking at our stats the other day. We've got a number of listeners in the US and throughout Europe. It's actually quite significant. So thank you. Great to hear that um, you guys are listening in. And if you're welcome. Yeah, it's Timothy just listening over and over again. Um, But if you've got any local content that you'd like us to cover, please let us know and we will throw it into the mix. So other than that, we will see you next week. Thanks as always to Raw Collings for his exceptional work of editing and, of course, producer Claire. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.